when we talk about prevention mainly the focus is on stunting but we know that uh, without management of wasting or without prevention of wasting uh, we cannot just isolate stunting and we say oh yes we have done it we can't do it uh, which is very important this is an ENN podcast on the prevention of wasting to complement our recently published brief best practice in preventing child wasting within the wider context of undernutrition. A briefing note for policymakers and program implementers. Welcome everybody. I'm Kate Sadler, Technical Associate at ENN, and I'm here with my colleague Natalie Sessions, also at ENN. And we're here to discuss the prevention of wasting in the context of country level action challenges and knowledge gaps. We're hoping that this discussion will build on our recently released brief entitled Best Practice in Prevention of Child Wasting Within the Wider Context of Undernutrition. And we'll draw out some of the programme and policy implications of this work for country level. We're extremely lucky to have Dr. Kawaja Masood, who's the National Coordinator for Nutrition at the MOH in Pakistan, to help us talk through some of these issues. Welcome, Dr. Kawaja. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kate and Natalie. Thank you very much for uh, inviting uh, me, uh, representing Ministry of Health uh, Pakistan, uh, and uh, discussing about what we are doing in relation to overall prevention of malnutrition in general and specifically tackling wasting in Pakistan in the overall context of preventing malnutrition and stunting. Thank you, Kate, and thank you, Dr. Kawaja. It's such a privilege to, to get to pick your brain on some of these aspects. Our first question for you is, could you perhaps describe Pakistan's approach to preventing wasting and how this has evolved over time? Basically, Pakistan has not yet streamlined in the past the prevention of wasting in its malnutrition programming. Uh, we had a few emergencies in the last decade and a half, and all our wasting management programs have been directed towards those emergencies. It started in 2005 with the earthquake in the northern areas, and that was the first time that he initiated community management of acute malnutrition. And this was followed by some of the very terrible floods in the country, which led to the refinement of those community management of acute malnutrition guidelines, as well as refining what we have to do and how we have to tackle it. In 2008, for the first time, Pakistan developed these national guidelines, which were then revised in 2010 and then again 14 and 15. So based upon those guidelines, we have been trying to manage wasting in the emergency context, I must say, not in the regular developmental nutrition programming. We got a reasonable good support from the partners, from the donors uh, from 2005 to 13, 14, and to tackle those emergency situations. And then after 2011, NNS, which showed that uh, unfortunately wasting was more than 15% in Pakistan. Then uh, there was a strong desire by the governments at the federal as well as at the provincial level that we should not only limit ourselves to emergency programming, we should also include the wasting management. At this time, the focus was mainly on the management, not on the prevention as, as per se. So uh, during the last five to seven years, most of the provincial programs, which we call as projects, 
they have community management of acute malnutrition included in them and unfortunately the coverage has not been very extensive uh, due to resource limitation even the nutrition programming has not covered the entire country it has ranged from 20% in different parts of the countries which is definitely very low uh, if you talk about the burden of wasting that we have uh, in 2018 nns uh, unfortunately due to certain again emergencies very recently plus uh, the food insecurity plus the cost of living increase uh, it appears that wasting has increased in pakistan uh, though disproportionately in different parts of the country but it has gone up from 15.7 to 17.2 percent now so this clearly has run quite a few bells in the uh, top level uh, government administration so the program is evolving now Thank you so much, Dr. Waja. So as I understand, with a focus on emergencies and the management and treatment of wasting, and then the extension of that to beyond emergencies, is there now some efforts within kind of multi-sectoral nutrition um, policies or other kind of action plans to try and address some of the causes that you just touched on of wasting? Basically, I mean, I'm a strong advocate of multi-sectoral nutrition programming, but unfortunately, I'm also a very strong critic of what has been going on in Pakistan for the last five to seven years. Before devolution, health and nutrition was centralized and we had a central nutrition wing at the Federal Ministry of Health in 2009-10 when we started first working on the multi-sectoral nutrition strategy for Pakistan. It was at almost the same time when we were refining CMAM guidelines, we were trying to expand uh, emergency coverage of uh, community management of acute malnutrition and simultaneously with the support of uh, quite of, uh, a few of the partners, it was decided that we should develop Pakistan's first multi-sectoral nutrition strategy, which should cover uh, different other sectors also chipping in for uh, not only the management, but also prevention of malnutrition. That is why uh, this process initiated. Unfortunately, in 2011 to 13, there was devolution. Uh, Ministry of Health was devolved and when in 2013 uh, the ministry was restructured back because it was important to know that there should be a central coordination, regulation and policy setting body at the federal level uh, which can guide all the provinces. Uh, at that time, uh, because of the devolution, provinces had started working on their own provincial multi-sectoral nutrition strategies based upon that outline that we had already developed for the federal one. So from 2013 to 17, almost all the provinces developed their provincial multi-sectoral nutrition strategies. When it came to implementation, no other sector was implementing. And they were planning, they were contributing in the plans. And we had a very strong advocacy mechanism under the Sun platform with the other sectors. And we had a lot of networks, Sun's business networks, Sun Civil Society Alliance. Even we developed Sun Academia and Research Network. But when it came to actually resource allocation, and it was only health that was doing things. And uh, we were again left with the same old uh, uh, working style of management of 
acute malnutrition, then focusing on stunting uh, prevention through different health sector interventions, which do cover a lot of other areas, IOSCF apart from CMAM, and then there are some stunting prevention strategies also working around in the country, breastfeeding promotion and all these things. Sindh province has done something and that was also initially led by the EU funding project for three years. They implemented a multi-sectoral project targeting different sectors and it was a good example. And that good example led to the transformation of even since own malnutrition programming to multi-sectoral. So, I mean, if anyone asks me, is there any multi-sectorality going on? I would say yes. Sindh province has uh, some areas where they are uh, implementing interventions related to other sectors, agriculture, food, wash, etc. But if we talk about the remaining of the country, it's just thoughts and plans. That, that's really interesting. And I think you've already begun to touch on some of the issues here for sure. Um, but we wanted to ask you um, about the fact that obviously, as you mentioned, the most recent National Nutrition Survey shows some progress with stunting reduction, but less so with wasting. And so we wondered um, what your thoughts were on the kind of root causes, the main barriers, the challenges for wasting reduction. And I guess some of those issues around getting other sectors involved beyond health really, really feed into that. I would go a bit back when I was talking about the provincial multi-sectoral nutrition strategy. Is In 2018, all those strategies were sort of compiled up as a bottom-up approach to a national multi-sectoral nutrition strategy. That platform, uh, that was uh, under the Sun platform or the planning uh, department that we have at the federal level. Definitely, it had a very, very strong uh, health component, which had to be taken care of by the health department, Ministry of Health, as well as provincial health department. But it also outlined different activities, different strategies to be implemented by the other sectors. But again, as I said, unfortunately, very recently, a very small program has been initiated in uh, the province of Khyber Pakhtunkhwa. Otherwise, uh, all the other provinces are still hovering around uh, health-specific interventions. So that left a lot of not only burden, but a lot of pressure on the Ministry of Health that now we have to take it forward. It was at the same time when we were releasing 2018 NNS that the new government took over. And the new uh, Prime Minister select, even before he took the oath, he mentioned uh, in his inaugural speech about the huge burden of stunting. I mean, we had some improvement. Stunting came down from 44 to 40% during the past maybe four five years. But unfortunately, wasting uh, increased. And there were, I mean, definitely very evident reasons. We had higher food insecurity in the country. The prices of food went up. And they are still going on and on. And unfortunately, due to these, even the... Uh, the population bracket below poverty has gone up from 70 million to 90 million in the just past three years. So all these things stir up the new government and they decided that, okay, enough is enough and we will invest in malnutrition of children under five and also indirectly 
for the PLWs, President and Legislating Women, because we also saw in the past couple of years that the areas of the country where we had very severe malnutrition among women and they were bearing children, highly malnourished, underweight, the infant mortality rate was very high there. Initially, it was labeled to the child malnutrition, but later on, it was very clear that it is the maternal malnutrition because mothers are severely malnourished and they are bearing very, very small children and these children are unable to survive in the new world. So basic idea was that we should program for children under five years as well as pregnant and lactating women. Though the program was called as the tackling malnutrition-induced stunting, the major component, because even uh, earlier this year in the CMAM conference, we participated very actively. And we saw that, unfortunately, not only in Pakistan or other developing countries, throughout the world, the overall caseload of wasted children that should be managed, I mean, we are still below 20% of that caseload. And for Pakistan, it was still lower. The target was that we will have to take it up. So uh, under the leadership of the Prime Minister and National Health Task Force was developed and they provided uh, the Ministry of Health Nutrition Wing with an outline of a program that these are the areas which should be covered. And as I said, it covered all almost everything. I mean, from the IYCF breastfeeding, some of the stunting prevention interventions to complete management of wasting as well as uh, some food fortification also included, plus adolescent nutrition, plus the maternal nutrition. So for every life cycle approach involved in the under five malnutrition. Initially, the idea was that we should uh, cover only the population below poverty, which was around 70 million. But then uh, when we went to developing strategies, we found out that it is very difficult to segregate the overall population. We do have a Benazir Income Support Program, which is now a SAS program. But again, that is even further lower. That does not cover that 70 million. It is only for about 30 million people. So all these things led to the fact that under the, that the National Health Task Force, it was decided that we should focus on the high burden districts in the country. We should keep the population around one third of the country. We should focus on the high burden districts where the stunting and wasting is the highest. So in this way, we would be uh, not only targeting the most needy people, because we all know that within the provinces, there are areas which are more uh, underprivileged, which are more in need of resources. So automatically, all these areas would be covered. And that idea was accepted. We also developed a national a nutrition advisory group under that uh, National Health Task Force represented by all the partners and donors and that idea was endorsed by them. So last year, we just changed the modality. So a program we have established, which would be covering around 70 million of the population with the highest burden of uh, stunting and wasting and maternal malnutrition. For every province, we have selected the highest burden 30% districts. So every province has its due share and the resources would be utilized. So now we are focused on definitely the health specific interventions, but we have included some wash activities in it 
In addition, we will also be focusing on food fortification because micronutrient deficiencies for general population cannot be addressed if we do not go for food fortification. So these are some of the salient areas that we'll be covering. And this is overall a $2 billion program for five years. Um, One billion, the provincial contribution would be in the form of their uh, human resource and infrastructure. So provinces would not be uh, putting in any extra resources. The federal government would be putting its share in the form of $1 billion. And this is the main component that we feel would bring the change uh, in the next three to five years if it is properly implemented. Especially, we strongly feel that the strategies that we have uh, about targeting uh, adolescent girls and then the PLWs during antenatal and then follow up with that and also simultaneously managing all the wasted children uh, in whatever stage they are among this 30% population. You've given us so much information there with lots of links to the next question. And it's so interesting to hear about those challenges around targeting, which I think so many countries have to grapple with. And the fact that you've kind of decided to focus on high burden areas initially with your new programme really makes sense from the perspective of the fact that what we know now about the risk factors for stunting wasting is that they really overlap lap at many levels and so that in fact actions to try and address some of those risk factors for one should also be addressing the other so the fact that you'll be targeting this package of actions to high burden areas that will have you know high burdens of both stunting and wasting i was also asked to comment upon some of the enablers and barriers uh, i can also highlight that First of all, we have a very strong uh, network of primary health care established throughout the country, which goes down into the communities. And this is further strengthened by the lady health workers, which are at present around 100,000. And uh, the idea is to expand them or to increase their coverage because initially they were volunteers. Now they are the regular government employees and they're basically... From the very beginning, the main idea of this workforce was primary health care, family planning and nutrition and the nutrition is their primary focus. So this is one very good enabler that we have. Secondly, Pakistan is one of the pilot countries where universal health coverage is being implemented. We are working very closely with the other sections of the ministry to develop a UHC package. Definitely, it will be piloted in a few of the districts, not the entire country, based upon the resources available. But that package would lead to the integration and overall inclusion of the nutrition interventions in the regular health service delivery. UHC coverage would be expanded simultaneously. By the end of the four or five years, we would be able to uh, integrate and make the nutrition programming as continuous part of the health service delivery structure. Thirdly, as I mentioned, very strong enabler was 2018 NNS findings and the new government simultaneously joining. So, I mean, both led to a strong commitment at the higher level, at every level. I mean, during the past few months, uh, how we have been going through the approval process of this program. I mean, for the first time I have seen uh, Federal Minister for Health 
daily uh, touching upon the nutrition wing about the status of the program approval how is the revision going on how are the strategies being finalized with the provinces what is the response of the provinces i mean i am uh, involved in nutrition for the last couple of decades but this sort of commitment has never i have witnessed in the past the fourth enabler i must say which was basically a barrier which has been now changed was the resources unfortunately federal government did not allocate any resources during the past 4 5 6 years and it was mainly the provinces themselves and again there are always competing political priorities in the provinces so whenever there were any shortage of finances they would shift the health and nutrition budget to some other areas which led to the partial program implementation in the country and even that was not continuous there were stock outs there were issues etc so when the federal government decided that okay they would cover 30% of the country with their own resources this is the biggest resource allocation for nutrition programming by all the provinces combined so the main barrier that we had was uh, resources resources i mean people may talk about everything other things but i think it was mainly the resources capacity we do have a good capacity at all levels we do have good commitment and once these resources uh, the resource issue is highlighted or resolved i think we can move on in a straight track for the next 5 years thank you so much dr kaja it's so interesting to hear all these insights i think you've largely answered our next question for you but if you have anything else to say do let me know that the third question was around how has pakistan's more recent nutrition strategy changed and response to rising levels of wasting and how does this link with the strategy for stunting reduction is there anything else you'd like to say on this question i think i have already addressed because now the wasting uh, management strategy is the integral part of the stunting prevention and uh, just to add to that out of those 1 billion usd that we would be spending almost 70% initially would go to the wasting management and we know that uh, wasting management is very cost intensive at the end of the day it gives dividends in the form of lives not only lives but healthy lives so uh, keeping in mind this uh, huge wasting burden and then the consequent infant mortality under 5 mortality i don't think even 70% of uh, this whole federal support going to wasting management is a, i mean is a big ask i think we should do it and that's what we are planning to do so i'll move on to the next question if that's okay and that is we wanted to ask you if you could make one change in the nutrition response in pakistan to more effectively address the prevention of wasting what would that be i would love to have one change but the issue is that again that chain requires financing resources we have uh, one of the very big and very recognized uh, social protection program in the country and that program is running for almost now two two and a half decades throughout the country till now all the uh, social protection dividends that goes to the ladies is basically for women empowerment as well as giving them some uh, leverage to decide about but unfortunately it does not go to nutrition at all we know that when it comes to the livelihood nutrition is usually the least priority 
and you have a lot of other compelling or competing priorities with them. Very recently, the same program has expanded and it has developed some of the other uh, sub-programs, which one of which is SAS Nashonoma program. That program focuses mainly on the stunting prevention, but that the strategy that is used in that stunting prevention in the is the specific one UN organization strategy which focuses on blanket feeding of mothers and then follow up on with the children under two years of age. It's a good strategy to begin with, especially with the very poorest of the population group that they are targeting, which do have food insecurity, which do have nutrition insecurity. But again, because it is very cost intensive, so the target population is very, very small. And that too, in very few districts of the country. Uh, very recently, uh, Prime Minister of Pakistan has uh, directed Ministry of Health, uh, the Minister for Health, to coordinate with the Minister for Social Protection and take over the field activities of uh, this ISAS National Mall Program and integrate them and merge them with the large-scale program that we are going to launch, which is a very good thing. And I think this is the action that I would have loved. That's great. And yeah, certainly something our brief discusses is the building evidence around providing kind of balanced protein energy micronutrient supplements to mothers to pregnant women and how that can have you know real impacts on birth weight and ultimately prevalence of stunting and wasting among infants thank you so much dr carter we just have one final question for you and that's around what are the key knowledge or research gaps that still need to be answered in order to further advance wasting prevention efforts in Pakistan? Uh, it's a very complex question. I think uh, these gaps are still hovering around globally also. I mean, I have been uh, looking at different recipes for RUTF and RUSF. Fortunately for Pakistan, we started local manufacturing of RUSF around 10 years ago and very recently in the last couple of years we are even locally manufacturing RUTF. So this is a great achievement that we have. Second great achievement is that because we knew that now these are being locally manufactured but unfortunately all the raw material which is global standard is being imported. So how we could uh, help this local production was that we had a strong discussion with the Ministry of Finance and we got the exemptions on all the duties and taxes for import of this raw material, which has definitely reduced the cost of local production. And without those exemptions, the international import cost and the local production was almost the same. Now it's almost 25 to 30% down, and we are still working further on to facilitate that. But I think it is time that there should be more research on alternate recipes recipes that are more economical. We already know that due to the cost involved in these RUTF and RUSF, the coverage has not gone beyond 20% throughout the world. We have to find a solution because there are countries like Pakistan who cannot afford it. There has been government commitment and they have tried to allocate this huge money, but I don't think this allocation can continue for an indefinite period. There should be something some more research, some more comparison of outcomes involved with different recipes and then mixing of the research in a way that, okay, if we do not have RUTF, 
can we continue rusf if you do not have rusf can you can, how can you reduce rutf dosage and uh, duration to manage it i mean we have to find out ways not only to facilitate the management but also to reduce the cost so this is the area which i think uh, should be focused yeah i think that that push and that need for more choice when it comes to nutrition supplements that we know work in different contexts is really key for for so many countries and it's really good that you've highlighted that here to feed into that discussion thank you so much dr parja we've come to the end of our questions and it's just been such a privilege to listen to your insights from pakistan that i think has a lot of learnings and relevance for other countries so we really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us today i'm not sure if you have any final thoughts or words you want to leave for our audience with thank you very much uh, natalie and kate for giving uh, uh, me the opportunity to talk about malnutrition program in pakistan with a focus on uh, management of wasting we have worked hard on this national nutrition program and it has been gone through some of the approval processes in the next few days or so we would be having budget session you know that every country has different timelines so now it is they are in the process of allocating resources they are taking money from here and there and putting it to some of the important activities that we would like so even in the uh, last couple of days we had multiple national nutrition working groups meeting and i have asked them again and again that they should this is the highest time in the because i think it's the next week that the final fiscal budget would be presented in the parliament for approval so we need uh, the maximum amount uh, from the government and for that we need strong advocacy uh, not only uh, by the un partners the ngos but everyone around uh, i have also found out that there are certain donors who are interested to chip in with different components of the program but first we should focus on the maximum resource allocation by the government itself so uh, i mean by any chance uh, if the heads of un agencies in pakistan uh, get hold of this brief discussion that i have i would request them that in the next week or so they should meet prime minister finance minister minister for health and minister for planning and request them that they have done this great job they have approved this program now it's the resource allocation and we should not just let it go we have done everything now and it's just the final resource allocation and we should not just uh, uh, lose all the efforts that we have done for the past yeah. couple of years just for major resources i mean for a country for the future generation these resources are nothing mm. um, but the timely allocation and timely use of these resources is so crucial because it changes the entire futuristic approach of the country how you are dealing with your future generation so i think i would request and urge all the heads of organizations that if and definitely they would be meeting because uh, these these are the advocacy times they would 
put the pressure on all the ministries involved that they should allocate resources for this program. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Dr. Kraja. We so appreciate you taking your time to speak to us today. For more information on ENN's work exploring the relationship between wasting and stunting, as well as a link to ENN's publication, Best Practices in Preventing Child Wasting Within the Wider Context of Undernutrition, please visit our website, ennonline.net.